you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com This is Tuchel Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRatio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. Subliminal SF brings...
brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S. From Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, What a Tomato Produce Company, the law offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruFruHot.com, JankyTown.org, Brooke Heineken, Pervert Fervor, and Trina Roderick. Asiento. This locally owned Mission Neighborhood Bar and Restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento. Whoa there. What a tomato! Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato? I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. What a tomato. No, no, seriously. I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one, too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. Are you high? Just tell me where I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato. Is this a metaphor? What a tomato produce company in San Francisco. For all your wholesale produce needs... 2055 Jared Avenue. Hope your legs are looking sexy, because we're going to charm your pants off. Come to the Charm Offensive Comedy Show at Punchline San Francisco. It's a night of great jokes, magnetic personalities, featuring the Bay Area's most awarded comedians, plus national headliners. You'll laugh. You'll swoon. And when you regain your composure, you'll swipe right. Tuesday, March 7th. Doors at 7, show at 7.30 at 444 Battery Street in San Francisco's Financial District. Brought to you by Paco Romaine and Destiny's Mom's Comedy. Our last show sold out, so get your tickets now at punchlinecomedyclub.com. Charm Offensive at Punchline Comedy San Francisco. Tuesday, March 7th. See you there, sexy. What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to johnstrausslaw.com. 
Sean Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. And it's not business, it's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia? In the absurd realm of a patriarch, rage, the presentir that I must have allowed my brilliant star nestled in the infinite wisdom of my mother's eye. Rage, little pink creature, under the buddy tree, scratching on her wounds until she makes them sing. And so she shakes rape off until her body's free, and she gets kissed by the breeze, blues and greens pulling on her strings, pushing her to plunge into her abysmos and to firme cross the borderline del odio contra nosotros mismos. de vez en cuando, you know, que decirte pa' que entiendas este ir y venir, esta necesidad que es delito de cruzar la línea, de burlar la migra, sus armas, su odio institucional, que decirte pa' que entiendas. Esta ola de gente pobre arrasando, deconstruyendo la nación Simón, la mera acción Todos algún día acabamos cruzando You know what I'm talking about, sabe lo que estoy hablando Somos todos indios ante los ojos del racista Somos todos Desechables Pero nos la jugamos anyway Cause we ain't got nothing to lose No hay nada que perder Y nos vamos, loco Y pa' cuando llegamos Es el final del mundo Es el final del mundo, baby You come to understand your own slavery And if you ain't, then you just vanish into some high mortgage some other shit in both cases You need some Bob, some Aretha, some Como yo, por el mismo alambre te vuelves Al regazo de tu origen, mojada mil veces Aunque mucho lo niegues, ya no eres igual You miss the brothers, the homegirls, la escena multicultural Y te quejas del ruido y del humo Y te enferma la hediondez refinada del millonario Sus hábitos de político, de empresario Su costumbre de maltratar la ternura De mantener descalzos a los de piel oscura Barefooted, fearless soul En el cruce del camino Reminds you of the caged bird Su saber, su destino
son mujeres jóvenes, muy bonitas, esbeltas, de pelo largo, negro, de condición humilde. Eran unas niñas, eran unas jovencitas que un día salieron a su escuela o a su trabajo y ya no regresaron. Apareciendo en Lotes Baldíos, en Lote Bravo, en Lomas de Poleo, en Zacate Azul, en las vías de los ferrocarriles, abajo de las acantarillas. Unas se encuentran ya asesinadas, muchas no se han encontrado, ¿verdad? Se encuentran sus ropas, pero los cuerpos no se encuentran. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Women's Magazine. This is Global Val here. Thank you for tuning in to MutinyRadio.fm this afternoon. It is Friday, February 24th. It's actually a beautiful day outside. It was a little icy on the on the sidewalks this morning, but uh, it's actually turned into a rather warm afternoon, which has not happened yet, so spring is definitely teasing us Um here in the Bay Area, but it's a it's a good time to be whew, alive, and uh, I'm I'm happy to see that the regeneration is coming, and that the generation of uh, the people in this country and around the world are alive and waking up. Um, so this is Women's Magazine, and thank you for joining me. So I want to go through just kind of a few uh, news stories today. I'm going to keep the show a little bit short, um, but then, of course, we'll be back uh, for the Common Thread Collective starting at 3 o'clock. And that is when you are all welcome to join us here at Mutiny Radio. We're at the corner of 21st and Florida Streets. That's 2781 21st Street, right at the corner of Florida. It's just uh, very close to Bryant and Harrison. So come on down and join us at three o'clock if you'd like to be a part of the Common Thread Collective, which is an open door, open heart, open mind, open mic. Peace to everybody today. <clears throat> so I've got a kind of a, an array of news stories I'd like to share with everybody today. Uh, some, you know, dastardly, of course, because a lot of the news often is, um, but also uh, some positive news as well. And I want to start out with a piece that I think is kind of fun or funny news. Now, this may in fact be fake news. So I'm just going to put that disclaimer out there, but I read it and I thought it was hilarious. Um, here's the headline from a, from a website called Some Cards. Um, so this, this is some news. And here's the headline, folks. Witches. Witches. <laughs> Witches worldwide are planning to cast a spell on Donald Trump on February 24th. That's today. Here's how to join them. <laughs> Want to cast a spell on Donald Trump? A document detailing how to cast a, how, how to cast a spell that would bind Trump to all who abet him has been circulating the web in both private and public witchcraft groups and even those who don't regularly practice the craft. And they're seizing the opportunity to use magic to try to stop the president. Uh, there have been marches, petitions, and demonstrations against Donald Trump, but this is definitely the most magical way to resist. <laughs> I love this. Okay, uh, I'm going to read a little bit. Um, so this is a spell to bind Donald Trump and all those who abet him. Uh, the February 24th mass ritual. That's today. And I'd like to say, I am not a witch. I have never practiced witchcraft. Um, I, I don't, I, I think I've met, uh, uh, you know, maybe one or two uh, witches in my day, probably more that I, than I know of. But um, I, I, f I find this to be rather fun. Um, okay. Let me, let me find this. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. A spell to bind Donald Trump and all those who ab abet him. <clears throat> Version 2.0. This is to be performed at midnight on every waning crescent moon until he is removed from office. <laughs> the first ritual takes place Friday evening, February 24th, at the stroke of midnight. This binding spell is an open source and may be modified to fit your preferred spiritual practice or magical system. The critical elements are simultaneity of the working that's working all together at the same time, and the mass energy of participants. Components. An unflattering photo of Trump, a small one. Uh, a tower tarot card from any deck. Ooh, the tower. Tiny scrub of an orange candle. A pin or a small nail. A white candle of any size representing the element of fire. 
a small bowl of water representing water, a small bowl of salt representing the elemental earth, and a feather representing the element of air. Any feather will do. You also need matches and a lighter and an ashtray or a dish of sand. Optional pieces, pieces of pyrite, aka fool's gold, seems fitting. Uh, sulfur, black thread for a traditional binding variant. Baby carrot as a substitute for an orange candle stub. These are, these are optional parts. Here's the preparation. Write, quote, Donald J. Trump on the orange candle stub with a pin or a nail. Two, arrange other items in a pleasing circle in front of you. Three, lean the tower card against something so that it's standing up vertically. Four, say a prayer for protection and invoke blessing from your preferred spirit or deity. Reading the 23rd Psalm aloud is common in hoodoo, conjure, root work traditions, and experienced magicians may perform an appropriate banishing ritual. Here's the ritual. Light the white candle and say these words. Hear me, O spirits of water, earth, fire, and air, heavenly hosts, demons of the infernal realms, and spirits of the ancestors. Now light the inscribed orange candle stub. I call upon you to bind Donald J. Trump so that his malignant works may fail utterly, that he may do no harm to any human soul, nor any tree, animal, rock, stream, or sea. Bind him so that he shall not break our polity, usurp our liberty, or fill our minds with hate, confusion, fear, or despair. And bind, too, all those who enable his wickedness, and all those whose mouths speak his poisonous lies. I beseech these spirits, bind all of them, as with chains of iron, bind their malicious tongues, strike down their towers of vanity. At this point, you may now invert the tower tarot card. So turn it upside down. I beseech thee in my name. Now you would say your full name. In the name of all who walk, crawl, swim, or fly, of all the trees, the forests, streams, deserts, rivers, and seas, in the name of justice and liberty and love and equality and peace, bind them in chains, bind their tongues, bind their works, bind their wickedness. At this point, you will now light the small photo of Trump from the flame of the orange candle stub and hold carefully above the ashtray. Speak the following loudly with an increasing passion as the photo burns to ashes. <laughs> so mote it be. So mote it be. So mote it be. Blow out the orange candle, visualizing Trump blowing to dust. Now pinch or snuff out the white candle, ending the ritual. Afterward, you'll need to ground yourself by having a good, hearty laugh, jumping up and down, clapping your hands, stomping your feet, and having a bite to eat. Grounding is very important. Do not neglect it. And remember, he hates people laughing at him. Finally, bury the orange candle stub or discard it at a crossroads or in running, running water. <laughs> so folks, <laughs> that's the idea. <laughs> Witches worldwide to cast simultaneous spells uh, against Donald Trump starting, well, I guess it was at midnight tonight. Uh, it says Friday night, but it says the 24th. So, you know, we already had midnight turning to the 24th. So I don't know if that means turning into Saturday or not. So uh, I am not a witch. I am not an expert. I am just reporting on what may very well be fake news. Thanks for listening. Uh, I'll be right back with some other real news and important things that we need to be paying attention to as well. Uh, love you all. I'm Global Val. Peace. And here's some more music from um, our dearly, uh, sadly departed, powerful, uh, sister, a magical woman herself, Mama Koto, from her uh, book and CD c uh, co compilation called Border Crossing Diosa. My teacher, my preacher, my employer, my elected official, predator. Or are you this love that kills, this desperate need for an emotional fix? 
Mamakoto, she is so groovy, so cool. We miss you, Mamakoto, but we're so blessed to have uh, your your art as legacy uh, and to still inspire the, our community uh, here and around the world. You're listening to Women's Magazine, MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Global Val, and um, now now let's get onto some real news, um, some uh, real deal situation and of course i've been talking about this for most of the past year um both here on women's magazine and common thread collective and i'm talking about what's been happening at standing rock north dakota uh water protectors camped out for months on end almost a year uh in opposition to a pipeline owned by and 80% 80% built by the, the company Energy Transfer Partners, which is based in Texas, a private corporation um, that was able to uh, piecemeal permits 
for the giant uh, 1172 mile pipeline um, to carry uh, fracked um, oil and gas from North Dakota uh, southward through four states. Um, they piecemealed their their approvals um, to 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 build um, all along. It was not submitted as one giant project and therefore had evaded a lot of environmental review. But when they got to Lake Oahe, uh, about an, a mile or so north of the Standing Rock Sioux Reservation in North Dakota, uh, they were stopped by uh, local people, the, the local Sioux, um, from, from burrowing, drilling underneath Lake Oahe. Um, and the intent is for this pipeline, this Dakota Access Pipeline, D- DAPL, D-A-P-L, to go underneath not only Lake Oahe, but underneath the Missouri River, uh, which is upstream of not only the Sioux, who depend on it for clean water, but also roughly 18 million people downstream uh, who depend on the Missouri River for their clean water as well. Um, and so uh, these energy transfer partners, they, they got little uh, segments of the pipeline improved all along this whole line. Um, and in some cases even evo- invoked eminent domain, which is uh, actually supposed to just be um, something that the government can do in order to seize lands, um, usually for some sort of what they would deem public good. Um, But uh, so people's private properties were seized along the way of this big pipeline. So um, obviously it became this huge movement, um, international news, uh, thousands of people uh, ended up going out to Standing Rock. Tribes, um, native tribes from uh, around the Americas, North America, um, joined the Standing Rock Sioux at uh, at their camp, um, and were basically were there in peace, uh, were there in prayer, um, nonviolence, and uh, to try to protect the water. Um, they were met with police brutality. They were met with a governor of North Dakota who declared the protest or the pro- the camp um, a, a state of emergency. Now, that, usually that's for natural disasters, like if there's a flood, like or, or um, you know a hurricane or a tornado ca- comes in and causes all sorts of damage. So this this governor, who's no longer a, the governor, uh, he termed out. Um, somebody else took his place uh, in this past election, declared a state of emergency that he could access all sorts of funds and, um, and assistance um, from neighboring states. So there were uh, law enforcement that were called in from, I believe, six nearby states because they had a contract in a state of emergency um, that they had to go to North Dakota. Um, and, and many of them showed up, were there for however long they were contracted to be there and then left like saying, this is terrible. We don't want to be here. What are we going to do? We're going to like assault these peaceful people like grandmothers and children and uh, everything in between. Um, there were, there were assaults with, uh, they, they would uh, shoot, water hoses at them in the middle of the night in the cold, uh, freezing temperatures. Uh, they used tear gas, rubber bullets, which um, are just real bullets covered in rubber. Um, people have been severely injured by those. They've been shot in the face. They've been shot in the arm. They've been shot in the back as they're running away. Um, they used uh, these sound cannons uh, which are basically designed to just like deafen uh, anybody nearby. I mean, just this just horrendous assault on these people because they were there to, you know, protect not the people as law enforcement is purported to do, um, but obviously were there to try to push through uh, this pipeline project. Um, but because of this huge. Um, international reaction, uh, response, 
Um, thousands of people flooded to Standing Rock to be part of this, um, not just Native Americans, but also uh, allies from all walks of life. A big uh, contingent of Black Lives Matter went out there at one point. And then it actually kind of, uh, I mean, it seemed like kind of a peak when a whole troop, um, thousands of American veterans went to Standing Rock unarmed to stand as a human shield between the water protectors and the local law enforcement. Um, and that seemed to be a real turning point. The Obama administration asked that construction be um, halted voluntarily. Um, but there was also a lot of pressure put on the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers who were responsible for granting that land grant or that land easement, they're calling it, to the energy transfer partners in order to uh, go under the lake and go under the Missouri River. Um, so with that huge response, uh, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers agreed to conduct an environmental imp impact statement um, a thorough review, taking in uh, ecology and also uh, the fact that a lot of that were Native American uh, burial grounds and lands that had been granted to them in, the, in treaties back in the 1850s, um, which have been repeatedly broken by the U.S. government. And so there was a hold. Uh, this environmental impact statement was being prepared. And then... Donald Trump became the president, and one of the first things he did as president was to sign executive orders urging the uh, U.S. Army Corps of Engineers to, um, to expedite uh, this approval of the Dakota Access Pipeline and the Keystone XL Pipeline, which has been, was defeated or vetoed uh, several years ago after years of resistance against that. Um, and so... The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers granted the easement to Energy Transfer Partners, and it was just this past week, uh, just a couple days ago, that the camp was to be evicted. And so many people left voluntarily, um, marched out, paraded out, uh, drummed out, prayed out, and um, a lot of people were arrested in the process. Uh, parts of the camp were burned um, kind of ceremonially, still uh a lot of snow out there. It's cold winters, um, and uh, and so um, the day before they were all to be evicted, a group of indigenous women put together this message to everyone. So I wanted to play that message for you. they've always given us two options. Give up our land or go to jail. Give up our rights or go to jail. And now, give up our water or go to jail. We are not criminals. We're mothers. We're sisters. Here at Oshetti, we're completely surrounded. We're here for everybody. I'm here for my grandchildren. I'm here for clean water. I'm here for treaty rights. We stand on treaty land. We are not criminals. I am Suchangu Lakota, and this is my treaty territory. I am Oglala Lakota, and this is my treaty territory. I am Ohe Nupa Lakota, and this is my treaty territory. But after the deadline of February 22nd, 2017, at 2 p.m., we are all at risk of facing arrests, police brutality, federal charges, and prison time. And they've been trying to take us down for hundreds of years, and they can keep trying. And we're still going to be here, and we need help. There aren't many of us left. We need everybody to come and stand with us, Lakota Unchis. We're here for our grandchildren. We're here for you. We are
Minnewachone. So that was the day before the evacuation raid uh, to close down the camp. Um, apparently there still are some folks out there, um, but um, we'll, we shall see what happens. Um, but then there was um, a message put out by uh, one of the women who's been out there um, out there in Cannonball, North Dakota, Lila June Johnston. And um, this was after the camp had gotten uh, dismantled and, and most people had left, had been evacuated. Um, but this was her message. And I want to play it for you because um, while some may see this as a loss, um, I like her t perspective in that in some ways it's a victory you a quick report that they are raiding the Ocheti Shakoi camp again and I saw a big headline on the Bismarck Tribune that said camp becomes history as if this movement is over and so I think we really need to counter that narrative the narrative that the movement is over and the narrative that um, that we lost the movement because we actually won this movement in so many profound ways. As my Ina Cheryl says, we are seeds and they might have buried things, but we have planted seeds all across the world and inspired and awakened people to see water in a new way, to see water as life. And we've also, for that matter, we have united things that were never united before. We united uh, Christian groups with indigenous groups. We united the US Army with indigenous groups when all the veterans came. We united peoples from all races in this country behind a common dream, and that's a win. Furthermore, we also won in the sense that we maintained our prayer and our compassion throughout the entire process. We never hurt a single soul, and we fought in a manner that was so beautiful and so honorable and so much dignity. And they paint a lot of us water protectors as 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 not hardworking and as as all these things but people have worked together and have dragged tons literally tons of stuff up these hills to stop the um uh flooding of, and the pollution of these things and also they've worked together to you don't know how many hours and and jewels of energy have gone into really helping each other in a really profound and beautiful way in freezing weather and that's a win too that we could work together to create something beautiful and the other win I want to talk about is the fact that we gave our bodies on the lines we we fought in courts we fought financially we have done everything in our power to 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 protect this water and that is a win and so furthermore we're going to continue to keep protecting the water through various financial um uh, taking the money from Wells Fargo and other banks and let's let's send a really loud message to the whole country to the whole world that no the battle did not end today no we did not lose today but rather we won in all of the most important ways and we're going to continue to fight this across the country through financial and legal means so keep it up people out there we need your help we need to keep this thing moving forward to really send a clear message to our descendants that we stood up and we fought and we gave everything we had and we, we made a difference for the whole world. That's the word from Lila June Johnston. Um, making, made a difference for the whole world. United people who hadn't been uh, united before. And uh, I know it's a pretty ugly time we're looking at right now. But uh, let's not lose sight of what's been building up. Um, it's, it's real easy to start just like going down that rabbit hole, paying attention to all the the you know, atrocious behavior of uh, our politicians. Um, but uh, we've got to look towards all of the amazing inspirational actions of our fellow human beings. So I'm going to play a little more music for you from Mama Kotal. Thanks for listening to Women's Magazine. I'll be right back. And dismember the sacrifice to the beast of commerce, to the beast of intellectual property, to the medical establishment, to the drug cartels, to the maquiladora, to the sex industry, the organ trafficking networks, the free market economy. Oh, I need a man. I need a man to recognize that you all can do a lot more to change this parasitic necrophilic culture around. 
I need a man. I need a man to recognize that he needs to heal the violence in himself. That he needs to heal the violence committed by his father and his father's father. He needs to heal the violence. He needs to heal the violence. I. We, the women of this planet, need the men who are willing to become the man. We need to plant the wisdom seeds for our seventh generation. We need the men that reverence the power of nature. We need the good fathers, the honest partners, the pure-hearted, poetic nurturers, gifted and profoundly persevering, courageous, sensual. Because I know you can tell. I personally, I need a freak. I need a freak with a juicy dick that will take me there to worship the goddess in me, to be my fool in bed. I need a man. I need a man to create. I need a man to art, to pray, to protest. To bounce out of this murderous paradigm, I need a man to visualize natural paradise, the new life, the new time. Because the time has come, I need a man to dawn. All right, more from Mama Kotal, provocative and wis and wise. Um, so I wanted to make an announcement. So today is uh, the twenty fourth, Friday the twenty fourth. So um, on Tuesday the twenty eighth, uh, the San Francisco Board of Supervisors will finally vote on an ordinance against any potential Muslim registry based on religion or country of origin. Um, so people are going out to the Board of Supervisors meeting on Tuesday afternoon at two p.m. at City hall of course um, upstairs just walk up uh, that beautiful historic staircase um, and it is being coordinated this this effort's being coordinated by the Arab Resource and Organizing Center or AROC um, so uh, let me read you a little bit about this uh, this gathering um, for weeks, Arab and Muslim communities and allies have been have packed SF Board of Supervisor Committee meetings and spoke out demanding more than a symbolic ordinance, but for one that is actually enforceable and relevant. With the leadership of Supervisors Cohen, Ronan, and Fewer, the Public Safety Committee has passed all the community-backed amendments to include language that ensures that the city of San Francisco will enforce this ordinance and to remove language glorifying the colonial history of the United States against the indigenous peoples of the America. <laughs> the Americas. Let's join together on Tuesday to stand together in resistance in San Francisco and beyond. So um, that's in room 250 at City Hall, upstairs, 2 p.m. Uh, the ordinance ensures that San Francisco will not comply with any registry imposed by the federal government targeting Arabs and Muslims. Uh, the Arab Resource and Organizing Center, Asian Americans Advancing Justice, the Asian Law Caucus, CARE, San Francisco Bay Area, National Lawyers Guild, San Francisco Bay Area Chapter, and the ACLU of Northern California have been working closely with the offices of Supervisor Cohen and the mayor who have introduced this ordinance and they applaud the city leaders for taking this important step and will continue to push them towards further actions to stand with all indigenous black brown and LGBTQ communities and all those facing attacks by the Trump administration I will also add women to that list um, if you want to check out what they're doing, hashtag no ban, no wall, or hashtag uh, sanctuary cities. So thank you for listening to Women's Magazine today. Um, I'm going to just do a couple, of, couple more things here. Um, there was, what was I going to share? Oh, yeah. Um, here we go. So I, I don't really go to the movies very much. If uh, parenthetical, I mean at all. Uh, I don't remember the last time I went to the movie theater. Um, it just doesn't capture me. Um, and uh, anyhow, uh, <laughs> but uh, the Oscars are coming up, and um, what's what's kind of significant for for uh, Women's Magazine is that um, the all female sound team for the the nominated movie La La Land. Um, 
is the first all-female sound team to be nominated for an Oscar. Uh, so there's these two women, uh, Mildred Ayatru Morgan and Eileen Lee. And uh, there's, a good, there's a good article, uh, interview that they conducted with them on The Hollywood Reporter. Um, and I want to read you a little, little bit from that article. <laughs> uh, director and producer and more readily recognizable Hollywood careers in the likes of sound mister, mixer or gaffer. Uh, Moonlight editor uh, Joy McMillan, 35, who's the first black woman ever nominated for an Oscar in her category, says that the lack of girls in below-the-line roles is due to this lack of occupational visibility. Um, she says, if kids are exposed to this area of the industry early on, I feel that the plant that plants the seeds and they think, oh, I can be an editor or a production designer or a costumer, explains McMillan, who herself found a passion for editing in her junior year of high school after a career day trip to Universal Studios in Florida. It's aspects of the industry that aren't talked about, she says. La La Land Sam team Mildred Ayatru Morgan, age 61, and Eileen Lee, age 38, the first women ever nominated for sound, uh, with Lee, also the first ever Asian-American woman recognized in the category, agree with McMillan's stardom young assertion. And they, they, it's a good interview. I want to read just some of their answers uh, to some of the questions. Uh, the question was, does being a female in sound make your work unique as compared to your male counterparts? Lee says, for me, it's a different sense of detail. It doesn't always have to be bold. It can sometimes be the subtle sounds that help bring up a sense of feeling and emotion. Women have a different take on certain scenes. How can Hollywood get more women involved in below-the-line roles? Uh, Morgan says, reach out to film students or young people, even in high school. Sometimes they don't even know these roles exist. Lee says, it's good to explain how much sound can help a film and how creative it is, and that whether you're male or female, you're always welcomed. Have you seen a change in your craft? Morgan says, early in my career, I'd be on the mixing stage and I'd look around and there would be 15 people and I would be the only woman. As the years have gone by, there are more women working in sound, but I still feel not enough. If there's someone I work with that is a really good editor, male or female, I'll recommend them to sound supervisors, but I really love to give women a little boost. Have you received any advice from women who came ahead of you? Morgan says, a friend who is a very accomplished sound editor always says, you have to ask. If you want something, you, then you have to ask. So when I started supervising sound crews, I asked to do that. I was scared to ask, but the response was, sure, here's a script, try the show. I think some women have to be reminded that you won't get anything until you stick your neck out and ask for something. I think I'm going to wrap it up right there. Um, thank you for tuning in to Women's Magazine today here at MutinyRadio.fm. Stay tuned. In just a few minutes, we're going to be rolling into the Common Thread Collective Open Mic. And you're welcome to join us here at 21st in Florida. Next Friday, March 3rd, uh, I'll be interviewing. Uh, well, March will be uh, National Women's Month. So I'm going to start out by interviewing uh, a poet, a friend, a teacher, a librarian, E.K. Keith, uh, because she went to the Women's March on Washington in Washington, D.C. So we're going to check in with her and get the on-the-ground um, re report from, from that experience um, as I was here uh, in San Francisco watching thousands of people stream down Market Street for about two hours straight in the rain. So... Uh, it's all coming up. Spring is coming, and I hope you're feeling uh, sprung and ready. Thanks for being part of the show. And remember, just when your aspirations seem outrageous, you know, like changing the world in whatever way that is for you, just remember that inspiration is contagious. Peace and thank you. I'm Global Val, and you're amazing. Envy Ontológicamente reducida Yo, yo soy tu madre Desecrada por la teología Por la psicología Por la poesía Y así soy tu madre
perdóname por el dolor, por el asco, por la necesidad de castigo, porque te parí radicalmente pasiva, privada de tu participación en la evolución de la vida. Yo, yo que soy tu madre. going to take a couple minutes here. I got to do a little recording for an outside project. So uh, you can uh, just go go pour yourself a, a glass, of, a tall glass of water. And uh, I'm just going to do a few little things here before we get started with the Common Thread Collective. Nothing to consequence, folks. Nothing to consequence. <laughs> 